Blog Talk Radio. Once I drifted out in sin, had no hope nor joy within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and He showed me I was wrong, and He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Out in sin, no more will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight. For the cause of truth and right, praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. I will never have a fear, for my Lord is ever near, and in Him so often I confide. Well, He's the keeper of my soul, since I gave. And he placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm I'm on on the winning side. side. Yes, I'm on on the winning side. side. Out in sin, no more will I abide. No more in sin abide. I've been raised in the fight. For the cause cause of truth and right. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. Amen, amen. Welcome back to Voice of Wilderness, everybody. I'm your host, Dakota. And once again, we have my dad, Rick, on the show and uh, we're going to be talking about the latest and greatest news from this week. Um, so much is happening every single day, every week. Um, it's it's pretty hard to keep up with, so I'll try to cover some of the biggest events and happenings of this week. Um, and so we're going to get to that. Um, <clears throat> I also wanted to talk about... Um, Couple of a couple of points that I heard on um, the Prepper World Summit Four, um, which, by the way, if anybody is interested, I highly recommend that you go and listen to that. Um, actually, it just got over, so you can't listen to it for free until next year. But every year in June they have it, and uh, if you, you just go to their website, the PrepperWorldSummit4.com, click on the link. They'll send it to your email, and then when it starts again next year, um, you can listen to all of the the uh, talks live for free and learn from different survival experts, uh, food storage experts, um, self-defense experts, military experts. Um, so you can learn a bunch of stuff on all the different types of topics that you need to know to be prepared. And... Uh, one of the things that I thought was very interesting that a gentleman uh, brought up, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a guy that uh, 
made a movie called Beyond Off Grid. Sounds very interesting. Um, I'm definitely going to uh, watch it. Uh, but anyway, she said that um, people are prepping for different types of events. They're prepping for um, <clears throat> for uh, bio, uh, you know, epidemics, uh, <clears throat> an Ebola outbreak, um, viruses, diseases, diseases. They're prepping for martial law. They're prepping for this, that, and the other thing. But the one thing they're not prepping for is the best case scenario. And so even if we have a best-case scenario, you still need to prep. You still need to get prepared and be ready. And um, hey, Dad, are you on speakerphone? Um, yeah, I can take it off if it's bothering you. I don't know how it's bothering yeah, you, you. you. It's making a bunch of weird noises, and it sounds really bad. Oh, I'm not on speakerphone. I got my headphones in. There's no okay, weird well, noises, just. So. Okay, well, not anymore, but there was, so. Uh Anyways, what I was saying is, even if society continues as normal, um, society is still going downhill at a slow pace, and it's not getting any better. And so, even with the best-case scenario, there's still going to be um, an economic collapse, a societal collapse, uh, total breakdown, and uh, violence and carnage and and, uh, and death and destruction. And so, uh, what what do you think about that? As far as the uh, the best case scenario, that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, I yeah. I I agree with it. That uh, even if nothing, if nothing catastrophic happens, um, the um, the amount of debt that we have and the uh, the growing civil unrest and just the you know the spiritual element mixed in with it as far as uh, end times, it's just yeah, that you know there, you don't have to wait for for a cataclysmic event, even though it would appear to me that. Several of those are on the horizon that uh, just, you know, the way that that this was taught, the best case scenario is uh, you're going to want to be ready for water, you know, uh, lots of uh, water, you know, maybe bottled water isn't the best, uh, uh, the absolute best way to store water, but at least it gives you a chance to deal with other things. Um, There was a lot of things that they went into, um, you know, food storage and and uh, there's so much stuff, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to list it out for you, but, but the bottom line is, yeah, there has to be. If you're one that doesn't think that uh, chaos is coming or, or a cataclysmic event, then uh, just stay on track with the best case scenario is that this doesn't go on forever. You can't be this far in debt and uh, and uh, not experience uh, social unrest. So. Yeah, absolutely. And um, another point that ties in with that that I heard on on this Prepper World Summit is that, um, you know, Prepper, hey, Dad, do you think you could get rid of your headphones because it's making a bunch of really bad noises? So uh, the thing of it is is that everybody wants to say that preppers are 
weird, paranoid uh, people that are totally pessimistic. Well, the truth of it is, is that preppers are the most optimistic people that there is because we're planning on and our our goal is to create the best life for ourselves and for our friends and family that we possibly can after a collapse. And so those that don't prep at all, those that uh, just want to be ignorant and not do anything, are really the biggest pessimists. Right. What do you have? Yeah. So, I mean, you can't say that we're uh, that we're paranoid and that we're pessimistic because we're planning to have the best life that we possibly can after the collapse. And granted, it's I think it's still going to be horrible. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that uh, in those days it shall be unlike um, unlike any days that there ever was since there was a nation. And so it will be the most chaotic, uh, destructive, horrifying, um, evil, you know, most violent, uh, cataclysmic uh, days in all of history for three and a half years. And, of course, we know and we talk about on the show that uh, there is no such thing as a pre-trib rapture. The Bible does not teach that. There is. There will be a rapture at the end of the tribulation when Jesus comes back, defeats the Antichrist. But until then, you know, it's going to be, things are going to uh, continue as normal and get, gradually get worse and worse. And I think we will see some, uh, some trigger events, uh, you know, some, some big events happening, whether that's, uh, World War Three or another big false flag like 9/11 or what have you, um, things are going to continue to get worse and worse. And the only thing that's keeping uh, this world from uh, going up in smoke um, at any second is uh, the restrainer, which which is God, and he is he is keeping the violence and the evil that wants to break out on this world, he's keeping it held back uh, until he decides to pull the plug. Right. So. Yep, that's right. You know, the, the thing of it is, is if, you know, if people get offended by a prepper, you know, that's fine. The we're we're not we're not in a uh, a place where we're trying to gain social platform here or approval ratings or anything. Just trying to uh, get those that can uh, be prepping to be doing so and uh, and uh, spiritually getting ready because yeah you're not going to get zapped out of here you're going to have to go through tribulation. And I'm sorry, there's just no second, second coming. You've got to read the word for yourself. They approach him in Matthew 24 and ask him. He's very clear. And he talks about at the end of the tribulation, you know, you've you got to read the Bible. Um, the early church never believed in it, and uh, the Bible colleges have uh, 
greatly influenced these pastors. You know, as far as <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about, what, what kind of caught my interest there is what people think. You know, <clears throat> we've mentioned to some of our friends even of uh, some ministries that are out there that are bad, and I just saw on Facebook one of our friends that uh, he had to make sure and type in there that he was at a certain church and that it was a mega church, and he typed that in just to try to get under my skin, you know, and I could have typed back mega equals wide gate and uh, we could have that dialogue going, but it doesn't matter because, you know, we all have to seek out our own salvation with fear and trembling. If you want to go to a mega church and rock out and look at all the fancy screens and smoke coming off the stage and, and uh, be trendy, you go right ahead. But I guarantee you that the, the, the spirit of God does not move in those places. That's why he said, that he doesn't reside in a building made with man's hands. So, you know, the fancier they make it and the more stimulating they make it, and you, you can translate that into a, a spiritual event if you want to, but it, it, it's not true, and uh, you're just feeding your flesh. <clears throat> so am I going to get upset about it? No. There's a lot of people that are headed to hell, and uh, if, they, if they were to die tonight, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. And so, you know, we can pretend and we can uh, try to get along with everybody, but that's not our goal here at uh, Voice in the Wilderness is to get along with everybody. But for those that will listen, um, now is the time to get right with Christ. I would suggest that you find uh, a small group of believers that meet. Um, you know, a pastor is preaching out of a King James Bible. You're singing some old hymns. And uh, come out from the mega churches and, uh, you know, seek some real... Christian fellowship with a small body of believers that will uh, hold you up and pray with you and, uh, you know, get away from the where everyone else is going and meeting. Matter of fact, we're entering into the days that you want to be where everyone else is. That's right. So, you know, you want to start thinking smarter about events, big coliseums, you know, sporting events, big areas where hundreds if not thousands of people are gathered. Those are not the areas to be, folks. We're, we're living in precarious times. So I'm not telling you to not uh, go out to your Dairy Queen and get a, you know, uh, an ice cream or go to a softball game that you know somebody that's playing in it or do something, you know, get out and uh, do something. Yeah, for sure, live. But, uh, you know, for those that believe in God, I would say pray for some discernment. We're living in a time where every move, you're just one move away from making a bad move, and uh, it could cost you. So, back to you. Yeah, um, and you know what? We talked about all this stuff. Uh, we know we're, we're living in perilous times, uh, but I don't, I don't want to ever sound like I know that uh, that the world is going to end next week, or of course that not. Uh, it's going to end tomorrow. So. You know, there needs to be some urgency with this stuff, but at the same time, you got to live your life. you still got to have some fun. Um, and But the most important thing is is you, you have to uh, keep Jesus in the number one spot and, uh, and, you know, make sure that you're serving him, whatever that may be. Even if it's just, uh, you know, uh, cleaning the bathroom at your church. Or, you know, vacuuming your church, or, or uh, you know, just doing, doing something small to serve the Lord, whatever it may be. 
big, big or small, but it's all about serving the Lord. Uh, because when this all wraps up, you know, it's 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 not going to be about um, <clears throat> how big of a house you live in, or or how many cars you have, or or how much fun you have here on earth, or or any of the accomplishments that you've had. But what have you done to serve the Lord, and what have you done? for his eternal kingdom and glory. And um, if you live a life serving the Lord, that will be the most fulfilling and rewarding thing um, in the end. And, uh, you know, God is not a hard taskmaster. Taskmaster, And, you know, he's, he's not... Uh, <clears throat> you know, he's not calling us to uh, to do anything that that uh, you're not capable of doing or or anything that's you know that uh that you're not going to enjoy doing and uh you know granted you may have to uh to uh give up some things in this life in order to to serve him and obey him but it's all worth it and um you know the bible says that we must redeem the time for the days are evil and so you know that's that's what I'm, uh, you know, petitioning the listeners to do is just pray and ask God what you need to do to be able to redeem the time and serve Him because we don't have uh, an unlimited amount of time to uh, to do His will and His work uh, before He comes back. And in the end, that's the only thing that matters. Uh, I I agree. <clears throat> I agree a hundred percent with that and. Lately, I've been feeling like, uh, like uh, even if there was ten years left, okay, that isn't much time, folks. No. You know, so so you know, I don't know how people think. Uh, I think that we've received a lot of programming along the way from our youth, from our, you know, the people that have spoken to our life that weren't Christians, and uh, you know, some would say if they had the opportunity to know that you know they could have ten years of just uh, raising hell and, and feeding the flesh and that they would choose to do that because that would seem like a long time rather than serve the Lord. But the truth of it is, even if it is 10 years, I can tell you this, the last three to five years have gone by and I can't even calculate the insurmountable amount of time that it just is gone like a vapor. Just, I don't know where last year went. Here we are seven months into this new year. Come on, people. Are you not seeing this? Are you not feeling that time is being sped up? Um, the Bible says that he would speed up time or, or there would be no flesh left alive. So wickedness is gaining so much traction now that, uh, that you know, time is speeding up. And uh, according to his will and his purpose, um, 10 years isn't much and I'm not saying there's 10 years there could be a there could be a 10 minutes I, I don't know you know how much time is left I I biblically think that there are things that still have to happen but but those things could be set up in a real quick hurry um, and uh, certainly we see uh, these kingdoms rising against kingdoms and earthquakes and pestilence and uh, I mean it's just you don't you'd have to be blind not to see and I think that's what technology is trying to do is to keep everybody so occupied that they can't see with their spiritual eyes what's going on around them but 
life is moving at an incredible pace as far as time goes, and uh, it's it's wicked out there. Um, so you have to choose to receive God's word and uh, read all of Scripture, not just pick and choose what you want to believe. When he comes back, he's not going to be happy. He's going to be uh, making things right, which is going to be brutal for those that are hiding, you know, trying to hide and uh, and all the just the different things that we see happening with the pedophilia and the drinking of children's blood and just, I mean, these are devils, people. The people, a lot of the people that are, uh, we hear of the swamp, the swamp is a nice word compared to what these people are. And uh, we have something to be thankful for that God is holding the restrictor in place because I believe uh, the moment that restrictor is removed, I mean, it's just going to be just chaos. And we've got weapons that are so powerful, they they just, uh, nothing's ever been measured before by the, the, the sheer amount of destruction that would uh, would take place. So, you know, mm-hmm. neither my son nor I live in fear. We just don't have that. Um, we trust in God. We trust in the Father. We trust in the Son, the Holy Spirit. But, uh, you know, part of trusting and asking for discernment, there's wisdom that's imparted that says, get ready. So when my son says get ready, it'd be smart to get ready. And uh, um, if you have any calls, you know, prayer is so important. Our pastor was talking about that today, not just any old prayer, but intercession prayer, intercessorily praying for those that you know are um, without God moving in a mighty way are lost and going to hell. And I'll tell you what, you start praying for people and you, and you, and you, and you find that God will pour into you the compassion to begin to pray for those that otherwise you couldn't even pray for those that have hurt you, those that have done you wrong. Uh, but it is such a, such an amazing thing in God's kingdom. When you begin to pray for people that you hate or that have done you wrong, because he truly does do some sort of work on your heart and uh, removes the, the bitterness and, the, and the, all the transgressions from you. So back to you, son. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's good. Um, yeah, you uh, talked for so long, I kind of lose my train of thought. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, w- I just wanted to say that uh, you know, if you're not if you're not beginning to uh, to prep right now. And you think, you know, well, we still have 10 years or 20 years or, or whatever, or maybe you just don't think that anything bad's ever going to happen, uh, then you know what? You're, you're never going to be uh, fully prepared as much as you need to be if you can't start prepping uh, just little by little right now. Um, you know, the time, to, the time to start prepping was, was yesterday, was five years ago, ten years ago, because when it goes down, you're never going to say, oh, I prepped way too much. I have way too much food stored up. You're going to tell yourself, oh, dang, I didn't prep enough. I barely have enough for myself. I can't, so now I can't feed, you know, this family member, this family member, this person, this person. And uh, I believe that the Bible is very clear that 
you know, you, you don't have to um, share your food with everybody. In the parable of the ten virgins, you know, it says that uh, the five foolish virgins asked for the wise virgins' oil, and they said, not so, uh, lest there not be enough for us and you. So, you know, if you spent your, your hard-earned time and money storing up food, you don't have to, to share it with those that uh, didn't work hard to, uh, to help you store up your food. And uh, another thing that I really wanted to to uh, share is, uh, you know, if if any of you are listening to this show that that uh, think that you can just grab a, a rifle, um, you know, or uh, your your fishing pole, or maybe even if you do have a very well put together, well planned out bug out bag that has everything you need into it. And you think you're just going to go and head for the hills and camp out and hunt and fish and survive like that. If that's how you think you're going to survive, you are already screwed. Just telling you now, you are in fantasy land because uh, there's going to be so many other people that are going to head for the hills when crap hits the sand. Even if even if 80% of the population dies from a from a nuclear strike or uh, a civil war or martial law or whatever, there's still going to be so many more people than usual heading for the hills to go hunting and fishing that there's hardly going to be anything left. Um, so you might be able to hunt and fish for a couple weeks or uh, perhaps survive that way a couple months if you're really, really, really good at it. But the reality is, if you don't have food stored up, you are screwed. What else did you want to cover? Um, well, one thing that I wanted to talk about is the uh, the Yellowstone. Hey, are, are you sure you're not on speakerphone? Okay, I'm out. Wow. Okay. Um, so, uh, Yellowstone, uh, there has been a big scare uh, concerning that, and uh, they're saying that it's had a lot of tremors lately, um, that it's about to blow soon, and that simply is not true. Um, Steve Quayle had an article. Um, actually, it was on All News Pipeline. I th- believe it was in uh, uh, Steve Quayle's alerts. Uh, but um, he actually called up a friend that uh, that lives near Yellowstone that was hiking there right at the same time as the mainstream media was saying that there was a bunch of tremors. And uh, he said that that's simply not true at all. And... Uh, uh, Quail actually uh, flew over Yellowstone with a uh, helicopter and uh, and he had rented a uh, half million dollar um, piece of uh, equipment that uh, is like a uh, infrared type of uh, equipment that uh, 
that uh, shows the heat signals coming from the geysers. And uh, so he proved with that that uh, the uh, geysers have no activity. They're, they're not heating up. They're perfectly normal. And so this is, um, this is a tactic to distract people from what's really going on and get them worried about something that's not important at all. And uh, the Cascadia fault line along Washington and Oregon is uh, supposed to, uh, supposed to uh, go hot pretty soon, as well as the San Andreas along California. And so I don't know when, how soon it's going to be, but um, it's a uh, tidal wave um, across Washington and Oregon. And uh, California is very imminent in the near future. And so they won't talk about that, but uh, they want to try to distract with this Yellowstone thing. And uh, so it's just it's just crazy how uh, they get people to look over in another direction when uh, when something else is going down. And so... It's all, that's what it's all about. It's all about distraction. And uh, so, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for tonight's show. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, I will see you next time. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth.
join hands and let's sing this together. Behold how good, how pleasant it is. 